Hi everyone, you tuned into another segment of our Business and Tech Talks discussions. I'm your host, the tour guide, Jenna Carasoa for August 10th, 2022. At any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. And thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us today. So we're on, sorry, we are on Wednesday, our Business and Tech Talks discussions. And today, admittedly, it's going to be probably a little bit of a longer stream. It's a different type of business and tech talks type of discussion. So just stay with me. It may seem like, okay, where is she getting this from? Or where is this coming from? But trust me, it's all very, very related. So with that, let's just go ahead and jump straight into it. So recently, I was listening to this one woman, Danica Marie. She does dope discussions on YouTube. Very, very influential YouTuber. She is um, a black woman married to a black man, licensed cosmetologist, very, very loving and respectful, submissive wife. She is very known for promoting black men, promoting marriage, promoting husbands, and calling out the toxic black women or female, as she calls them. She doesn't even call them women. They're females. And she has a large large male-based audience and she speaks to them she brings them encouragement empowerment a lot of information relationship tools communication tools standards and definitely is a great voice in that area so i've been listening to her for some time now and this one really jumped out it came out this past sunday about three days ago and she shares that she was talking with her husband and he was reading a book talking about black men are depressed and one of the issues that was shared and expressed in that discussion she had with her spouse was he is a extremely hardworking, industrious man with an impressive resume, you know, no criminal background at all, comes from a two-parent household, also was a, a father, extremely hardworking. They're trained and conditioned to keep their emotions to themselves. You just shut up, do your job, and be quiet. They, um, the particular episode was literally titled Black Men Are Depressed and Nobody Cares. And that was a very surprising um, video for me. Not so much um, that some of the discussing and talking points was specifically about black females and their harassment and mistreatment of black men. What stood out more so was the issue of the hair within the workplace. So back in 2019, I live in California, 2019 they passed a law called the Crown Act. And if you do not know what the Crown Act is, it is Crown is an acronym. And it stands for Create a Respectful and Open Workplace for Natural Hair. And this is going specifically in regards to African Americans, Black people, and whoever else is the category of the kinky curly hair. So the reason why this is so important though for the bill let me just say early on, okay, um, when I do my discussions here for our social causes or our Monday well-beings or business and tech talks, I like to give as much information as possible to be neutral and just present the facts. So let me see if I can give this up. Okay, so I pulled up the site. It's called California Legislative Information. So I'll try to put the link in the description for you guys to check out. But essentially, let me just start off a disclaimer. When this bill first passed, 
I was not in support of it. I actually spent an entire day getting into Facebook debates and arguments about why I thought this was a really bad idea. And I'm just going to say it up front, you know, my solution versus this solution is where the contention really came from. I, I com I'm completely empathetic. What I'm about to share with you, I completely understand where they're coming from. My thing is, I don't agree with running to the government for certain issues. I feel that people of color should definitely band together, work on starting their own businesses, setting their own rules and standards. Unfortunately, though, I know that is a lot easier said than done. A lot of these things that have happened over the years, completely unfair, and I don't agree with it at all. Again, the, the issue is the solution. So let me go ahead and read some of the reasons why they passed this bill. The people of the state of California do an act as follows. Section 1. The legislate, legislature finds and declares all of the following. A. The history of our nation is riddled with laws and societal norms that equate blackness as the associated physical traits, for example, dark skin, kinky and curly hair, to a badge of inferiority, sometimes subject to separate and unequal treatment. B. The idea also permeated societal understanding of professionalism. Professionalism was, it still is, closely linked to European features and mannerisms, which entails that those who did not naturally fall into Eurocentric norms must alter their appearance, sometimes drastically and permanently, in order to be deemed professional. Despite the great, oh, C. Despite the great strides American society and laws have made to reverse this racist ideology that black traits are inferior, Hair remains a rampant source of racial discrimination with serious economic and health consequences, especially for black individuals. So this is an extensive list, and I would encourage you guys to read it. Um, I myself will spend more time reading this as well and immersing myself more into it. Like I said, when this bill first passed, I was not in support of it because, again, just a simple solution. I don't like the idea of running to our public... Um, to the court systems. We have a lot of issues, We've got, you know, CPS cases, domestic abuse, assault, um, trafficking, sexual harassment, you know, so many different claims and other problems. I felt that it was just going to bog the system down. It was going to keep it completely, you know, tied up. It's already pretty much tied up right now. And also we can spend another hour discussing about the enslavement of people who are so fully dependent on the government that they can't function without them. That's another argument where it's like, don't rely on the government. So going back though to this discussion about black men being depressed. So she shares in this video, which I encourage you also to watch if you have the time, um, that her husband, you know, came from a two-parent household extremely hardworking, an extremely impressive resume and portfolio. He um, experienced discrimination. You know, he, uh, the, the wife, Danica Marie, she is a licensed cosmetologist and she would help her husband with his hair. I'm not sure what his particular hairstyle is right now. I don't know if he was wearing dreadlocks or not. But what, from her description, um, she would help him look professional for job interviews and she noticed and he noticed that he wasn't getting certain positions or if he did get a job he wasn't advancing or he wasn't making enough money and he saw other people you know 
improving or climbing up the ladder and he had hit pretty much the glass ceiling. So as a, a loving woman and a loving wife, she expressed her heartbreak as long as, as with his heartbreaking as well. You know, when you see someone that you love suffering or they're upset or you see the disappointment and the discouragement in their eyes, you attach that. I mean, that's that person is you. Like, you become one flesh. That's what happens when you're married. So she's speaking from her heart of passion, speaking out on her husband's behalf, you know, relaying what they experienced and what they saw. So this is just one example. There is countless of other examples of people who've experienced the um, discrimination due to hairstyle, not looking professional enough or not following the specific guidelines of what looks, you know, put together. So this is what propelled her to make this video and to share it. And with me, again, living in California, California, I believe at this current time is the only state that has passed any type of law to this type in this type of nature so um, it's pretty impressive I'm not gonna deny that it's actually very very um, impressive that they would take this on and it got passed so in theory I'm extremely happy and I do care I was accused of being um, not selfish um, people didn't think that I cared they're just like oh you just you're, it hasn't affected you or you don't know how it feels and that wasn't my my point my point again and I'll say it as many times as I have to say it it's like the solution to me was the concern um, part in part and let me give you a little bit of personal background or history um, my family originated from Africa came to the United States uh, extended family extremely hardworking, industrious people, very, very um, impressive. I've got cousins, you know, who were born in the United States. All, all, many of them have college degrees, attending prestigious schools. A lot of them have, you know, done great things with their academic achievements. So to me, when I hear about these things, my solution is like, well, work hard, follow the rules when you can, and then when you have the opportunity to, you know, advance and make your own rules or set your own standards, do so. So, again, encouraging people to work together and not rely on the government was the point of my discussion earlier in 2019 when I got in essentially so much trouble with people who felt that I was not empathetic or I didn't care about the plight of people of color. So, also, I was afforded the opportunity to be a Navy brat, a father, you know, retired Navy. We lived in a different country. I was raised with a racial rainbow. I went to school with Filipinos, with Hispanics, um, people from um, Latin America, different types of racial backgrounds. I went to high school with people who were Hmong, people who are Minions. Um, pretty much, I was essentially colorblind, and I didn't see that many black people growing up in my community. I live in a very rural, central part of, of, this, of California, and there's a lot of Hispanics and Filipinos and white people. So there's just, to me, um, part of my, I guess you would say, lack of, um, if 
you want to call it lack of concern, or I didn't see the sense of emergency, such as the husband bringing up the depression in black men. Um, Drew, it's just due to perspective, perception, environment, and yes, part of it is the military. You know, I was, you're pretty much program conditioned to be uniform, follow the rules, you know, do your job. And that's, that's part of the reason why I think people didn't understand where I was coming from with not being in support of this bill. So, um, again, in theory, I definitely understand and I, and I agree with it. I just feel like if we want to remove ourselves from more of the racism, the systemic racism, we need to realize that part of that systemic racism is in the United States government and a white man, Gavin Newsom, signed that bill. And again, living in California, I have a completely different perspective of our political system which is then the reason why I'm like, I don't support this necessarily, but I understand it again in theory. So a little bit more like my personal story though. I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen or heard of the documentary by Chris Rock. His daughter asked the question, how come I don't have good hair? And that is what propelled him to make the documentary. And if for anyone, if you're an employer out there listening to this business and tech talk discussion, and you don't understand at all um, ethnic hair, black culture, African-American heritage, or people from Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, um, anywhere else in the world where your skin and your hair is different than the average person. Definitely encourage you to check out that documentary. It'll give you a little bit more insight of how extensive and um, time-consuming and the investment it is to doing hair especially black hair and for you to want to want people of color to look a certain way or have a certain level of professionalism please do a little bit of research into seeing how extensive this process is it can be costly it takes a lot of time it's a labor of love it is it's art it's culture it's heritage there's a lot that goes into it so when you have people telling you oh you're you don't look right or you're you don't you don't fit the mold you know it's very very frustrating and disheartening so when we talk about the depression that's part of it you know if you want to create a healthy safe work environment for all employees we need to be asking ourselves do my employees feel secure in their identity you know or do they feel like left out and oppressed and I have to also ask the question, you know, is it intentional? You know, and if it's intentional that you want to keep people oppressed and depressed, and that's why I, again, highly encourage people of color not to be so dependent on the government or their employer, corporate America, and to genuinely branch off and create their own businesses, which a lot of people have been doing and are doing currently. So, again, coming back from 2019, though, this was not, my opinion was not well received. Understandably so, understandably so. You know, at the time, I, I was with a man of Irish descent, you know, so part of my opinion may have been biased due to that, not seeing, again, that sense of urgency in addressing the issue. So that could be a contributing factor. But 
A little bit more of a personal story. I have twin boys. One of them has straight hair and the other one has the, you would call it the kinky, curly, ethnic textured hair. And then people have made comments, and I know they're not trying to be malicious, but it's come out that way sometimes, where referencing the hair, the straight hair as easier or manageable or, dare I say, good hair. So it's funny how that kind of comes up in natural conversation, but it's also kind of like, a bit disheartening because that's the reality of it. They do see um, the straight hair is the more ideal hair in society. So with me though, I wear wigs unashamedly and there are several reasons why. And oftentimes I wouldn't really care about justifying my reasons for why I rock wigs, but I'll go ahead and give them to you. So again, you can have more perspective. You know, from the tour guide, Jenna Carousella, let me explain to you why I rock my wigs. Um, one, first and foremost, I do struggle with um, a obsessive compulsive disorder. So I will be messing with my hair. And that's an issue that's just dealing with subconscious. I'm constantly thinking about thoughts on top of thoughts. And subconscious kind of takes over. And it's just way, um, I don't know exactly the root cause of it, but one reason. Um, I would definitely say a bit of insecurity. I shared earlier about growing up military um, child and you just kind of get used to your environment. If everyone else around you's got straight hair, you kind of just adopt that look. And I'm not trying to, um, I don't know, until I guess I'm in a position where I can call my own shots, making my own money, making my own rules, you know, I might have a different perspective. So. A lot of it is, you know, practicality. Dealing with the um, the hair issue is very, very time and sometimes financially consuming. It's an investment. It takes a lot of work to maintain. But the same thing, though, at the same time, though, it's a huge blessing. It's very, very versatile. And you can do so many things with black hair. It's truly amazing. Definitely a work of art. And if you are a gifted cosmetologist, if you know how to braid hair, if you know how to take care of your own hair, kudos to you. Definitely a godsend and blessing because that is not an area where I am strong in, thus the wigs. It's definitely practical for me. And like I said, a little bit of OCD issue, a little bit of insecurity. It's programming. It's conditioning. Um, it's just I try to pick something that's just completely like just neutral, palatable. I shared a while ago when I worked briefly at Starbucks, um, I remember I had gotten a wig that wasn't a natural color and my employer was like, you can't wear that wig, you're supposed to wear a natural color. Now that I'm like 10 years plus removed from that job, but you look at that, all I want to do is wear natural looking hair, the color. So. Again, it goes back to the programming, programming, conditioning, and I'm not here to wrestle any feathers. I'm just like, let me just do my job until I can get somewhere else in life and call my own shots. So that's me, though. That's my experience. That's not everyone else's experience, and I realize this. And it does upset me that there is so much of a negative connotation. It really does bother me, but... Again, we got to think of long-term solutions and goals 
and not short term. So I feel like the law that was passed uh, focuses on short term goals where we have to constantly go to the government to fix our problems because we can't get along with the boss. And I know that's not how it is. And it's really unfortunate when you've got people who are struggling and you're just trying to survive and they're trying to be their authentic self and they're told that that's not right or you don't look right or you're not fitting in or you're not it's very very upsetting and I understand at the same time though again um, from my experience back in the day in high school I had wanted to get my hair braided I got braids my mom allowed me to get blue extensions added to my braids and I was really really happy with the blue extensions and then one day some old older black woman made a comment I bet you some white girl told you that would look cute in your hair you know so she assumed that my decision to get blue highlights was an influence from a white girl and I just remember being so upset and disappointed that that's her assumption and um, I struggled finding my identity in school I never really hung out with um, I guess you would call them other black girls. I was always, you know, the weird oddball. So I did lean more towards hanging out with people of different racial groups. As I said, even being with a man of Irish descent, you know, just to discover that all of the love and support and empathy, such as Danica Marie and what she expresses for her, for her husband, all of the love and support that I had for him, you know, in all the moments where I was like, my man's hurt, like I'm hurt, his heart's broken, my heart's broken. After all of that, experiencing that, you know what, it just goes back, if, you kind of feel like you're back in high school, where you don't really know who you can click or connect with. So that's why at this point in my life and development is like, I'm just wear their wigs and I just wear a natural color and I try to stay as neutral as possible because in short it's just easier so this is why I don't really care like I just wear the wigs for all the reasons I listed earlier so but back to the discussion of this bill um, so where do we go from here what's the what's the plan moving forward for our Wednesday business and tech talks discussions for August 10th 2022 presented to you by the tour guide, Jenna Carasilla. So, well, um, other states may want to consider passing this bill. I don't know um, how the citizens are going to respond to it. I'm still in favor, though, I highly encourage people of color to band together. One of the comments that I had left on her page, on her video, regarding blacks that are depressed and nobody cares, Simply, um, part of it is the, the negative media coverage and mainstream news outlets. Whenever you see or hear about a black man in the news, it's usually he's a, a victim to racial profiling, to, to gun violence. We hear a lot about the gangs, the affiliations, all the negative stuff. So, unfortunately, when we deal, when we're just talking about the depression that black men face in society, I think that part of it is what we're being shown and projected 
in the media, people pick that up, and that's how they treat people of color. That's how they perceive black men. So, again, I would encourage people to stop watching so much damn TV and so much of that mainstream media crap because you don't hear them showcasing the talents of black men, African-American men, men of color, indigenous backgrounds and roots. You don't hear them really showcasing any of their talents. So that's really unfortunate and upsetting. So I encouraged her if she could start a movement, start some businesses to promote and showcase the talents of black men and to bring more of a positive light, you know, to the front and center stage, as opposed to what we're hearing so much, because that's, if you, if you don't ever have any experience working with or having any close connections or engagement with people of color, black men, and the only perception that you're getting is from that, what you are viewing from the television or hearing or seeing in the music and the culture, that'll probably influence your opinion in a negative way. That's what I'm strongly led to believe. It's not right, it's not fair, but this is what happens when you, when people watch TV. I'm just gonna say it like, again, I'm gonna bring out the government conspiracies and the programming, but as we can see, if, if her husband, Danica Marie, is gonna bring up her husband being, um, sharing a little bit of his feelings, sharing a little bit of his feelings of his father, who hardworking men, who were told to just be quiet, keep your emotions to yourself, no one cares, you know, and then we see that exhibited in society. It's like, there's there's gotta be a reason for it and the root cause, and a lot of it is the negative perception that is portrayed through media, and that needs to change. So that's one of my reasons, like, why. Like, I don't even want to, to talk to daddy government, like, daddy, will you help me with this? No, I'll be like, you know what? We can take care of this, we can work together and find some alternatives to combat this. So that's pretty much my only plan for moving forward. Again, like I try to be as neutral and balanced on these issues as possible. You know, I have mixed ethnic traits. My children have mixed ethnic traits. Um, but I do have, my natural hair is kinky curly afro. And I used to work with this young woman, very, very intelligent, bright, smart, funny, charismatic young girl, like she skateboards and everything. And she has a cute little short afro. She's always rocking these cool earrings. And I'm like, honestly, like no lie, fam. Like I wish I had that type of confidence, especially when I was that age. Um, but now I'm just kind of programmed to like, don't touch your hair because you won't stop. And just, just be neutral. Don't rustle any feathers. Just wait. And another thing too, you know, since I'm in the mood, since I'm in the mood, I'll just, I'll really, really be honest with you about my hair. And one of the reasons why I do prefer, prefer wearing wigs or scarves or head coverings. This is a little bit more of an intimate reason. I don't really want to show anyone my natural hair unless like I'm in a close intimate relationship with that person. And I'm not in any close intimate relationship with anyone so it's like I feel like you don't really get to see me like the real real me the best of me my natural self you don't get to see that unless you're that person and so that's where I'm at right now with it another reason why I just rock the wigs so let me kind of wrap this up because I've been talking for almost about 30 minutes and um 
I honestly, um, I don't even know if I'll be ready to post the blog because I need to link so many sources to this article and to this re response to this video. Black Men Are Depressed and Nobody Cares by Danica Marie for dope discussions on YouTube. Definitely encourage you to check her out and she'll give you some perspective. A hardworking woman who loves her man, submits to her man, and she calls out the toxic female traits which um, demoralizes and oppresses men who are already depressed. So she brings to attention to that and calls to attention. And again, responding to California law, the Crown Act. So let me reread that acronym for you. Again, so our business and tech talks discussions for August 10th, 2022. If you are an employer, a supervisor, a CEO, or any position of authority, and you have people working under you, and you are trying to create a safe and peaceful work environment, please take into account, I know there's going to be a plethora of people out there who are like, get over it, or who cares, or like, that's not my problem, or like, just do it. Like, we already know how you guys feel. There's plenty of you guys, we already know how you think. Like, and the thing is, like, it's so easy to say, just get over it. It really, really, really is easy to say, just get over it. And that's what I was accused of a couple of years ago. Like, I was just pretty much being dismissive. Like, you don't really care about the plight of people or you've never experienced discrimination or you would be saying something differently if your employer told you to change your hair, you know, and you can't be your true authentic self, you know, like, I definitely get it. Like, you, I wish people could understand, like, how much I do care about issues, but then I also have to realize if I cared how, to the fullest extent of how I really want to feel about things, then I would be, like, I would be a basket case. I'd be crying about everything. Like, issues about babies get me. Issues about women being mistreated get me. Um, I could... If I had it my way, there would be so many things that would be changed. Like, there's just so much injustice out there. Like, I would spend days crying if I focused so much on how much is unfair. So please don't assume that I don't care, but there's only so much room in your heart and so many issues you can care about. And trust me, I do care as a black woman, you know, and listening to Chris Rock's daughter ask, you know, how come I don't have good hair? You know, I don't know if anyone's seen that short film. It's based off of a book called Hair Love. And um, this little girl, she's um, her dad is taking care of her while the mother is, is out. And... Um, and it's one of those stories, like, I don't know, for me, I always cry when I see it. When I, I got the book, and then I watched a little short film on YouTube called Hair Love. And that's something that, you know, you put it in perspective. Like, you want, you, you want to be your natural self. You want to be beautiful. You want to take care of yourself. You want to look put together. You want to look your best. You want to feel empowered and lifted up. You want to feel like you're true, authentic you. And you want to carry that with you in your work setting. So, and have someone tell you, like, that's not professional. Or you don't look right. Or that doesn't... Oh, God. It's it's frustrating. I think in that documentary, Good Hair, um, I rented it from the Fallbrook Library. And we lived in Fallbrook. And um, 
there was one scene in Gentleman, he's like, you know, like, with white people, when, like, when your hair is relaxed, they're relaxed. And I'm like, that's the truth. And, um, yeah, so, with that, um, again, California Crown Act. Crown, it stands for Create a Respectful and Open Workplace for Natural Hair. And this is specifically in regards to people of color. And... We understand that you don't understand. We just are asking that you would be more open to learning and understanding more of the heritage and culture, the background to it. And also um, people of color, black people, anyone else who has the kinky curly hair that falls into this category, we need to also approach this with love and compassion and understanding that people don't understand you know we need to be very very patient and they, they just don't get it and um try to come up with better alternatives and solutions which is again um sincere sincerely supporting one another banding together um if you are in a position to hire someone if you are a black person and you can promote another person of color you know, if you can, if you have the ability for jobs, if you have the ability for real estate, for rental possibilities, for educational, for mentorship, this would be an opportune time. It would be very, very advantageous for you guys to just step up and be like, hey, you know what? It's not fair out there. There's people out there who will, like, you know, Miss Marie shared, like, you know, men are depressed. They're struggling. People are, the suicide, the rage, the anger, they're not even given an opportunity. Some people are, they're so defeated, their spirits are so, they're already given up before they even try. This is how difficult the situation is for some people. Again, media does not help. They're only painting a very, very dim and small picture, a very, very narrow picture of what um, people of color have accomplished and what they're capable of. Like I said, my family, very, very hardworking people who've accomplished so much, you know, and I believe that for every person of color that you have the same ability within you. So that's all I got to say about that. I've been your host, the tour guide, Jenna Caruso. At any point in time you're consuming this content, I can only hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, God's peace.